0: The environment is on the ballot this November. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm
1: Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water.
0: On November 6th, voters will choose politicians they prefer, and some will also decide many different environmental issues.
1: In Florida, the Senate race between incumbent Democrat Bill Nelson and current Republican Governor Rick Scott could be determined by which one is viewed as the most likely to solve the state's vexing problem with both red tide and blue-green algae infestations.
0: Florida voters will also decide whether to ban offshore oil and gas drilling in state waters.
1: In Washington state, voters could be the first to place a $15 per metric ton fee on carbon emissions released into the atmosphere beginning in 2020.
0: And in Montana, if Trout could vote, they could support Initiative 186, seeking to protect waters from new mining. The measure is being opposed by the Montana Mining Association because it would result in job losses.
1: The issue of job cutbacks versus safety is important in Colorado's fight over Proposition 112, which would impose a 2,500-foot setback on new oil and gas wells from homes and schools. Proponents of the bill argue that public health and safety are at issue, particularly since a house explosion in a Denver suburb was caused by leaking flow lines killing two people and injuring another.
0: In Arizona, Proposition 127 would require electrical utilities to obtain 50 percent of their power from renewable energy sources by 2030, and a similar proposal is on the ballot in Nevada.
1: And lastly, Alaskans will decide whether to establish stricter permitting rules to protect aquatic habitat for salmon, steelhead, another fish.
0: The midterms were no doubt on the mind of the president when he ordered federal officials to speed up their review of regulations that govern the massive agricultural water supply system in California.
1: The Sacramento Bee reports that Trump had promised to bring more water to Central Valley farmers who've complained about environmental safeguards for salmon, delta smelt, and other endangered species.
0: According to the LA Times, the GOP has said that current rules impede water deliveries, but the timing of Trump's move appears intended mainly to give a boost to Republican incumbents, three of whom are facing serious challenges.
1: While farm groups were happy with the announcement, others were not. A spokesperson for the Pacific Coast Federation of Fishermen's Associations said that Trump's plan would leave endangered fish populations defenseless.
0: And a spokesperson for the Natural Resources Defense Council referred to Trump's order as a campaign stunt.
1: It was also learned last week that the Trump administration is reexamining decades-old clean water regulations to allow oil and gas drillers to discharge wastewater directly into rivers and streams or even sell it to farmers for irrigation.
0: The water that comes up from drilling and fracking is heavily contaminated with salt, metals and chemicals, all of which are toxic. The Houston Chronicle reports that it's very costly for the industry to clean it.
1: Two years ago, the EPA banned municipal sewage plants from taking fracking wastewater because it was discovered that they were not equipped to deal with the contaminants.
0: In the past, oil and gas companies disposed of the produced water in underground wells. But in some places, particularly Texas, they have reached their capacity. So now the issue is whether the polluted water can be treated enough so that it can be put safely into drinking supplies. But
1: Nicole Saunders with the Environmental Defense Fund said that there's so much unknown about produced water that it would be very difficult for the EPA to devise rules to treat it.
0: Solar and wind facilities are standing up to hurricanes quite well compared to coal-fired power plants. A new study released by the American Council on Renewable Energy shows that the renewables sustained little damage during major weather events.
1: For example, ThinkProgress reports that after Hurricane Florence jumped record-level rainfall in North Carolina, solar panel facilities sustained hardly any damage and were back online quickly, while coal and nuclear plants had continuing problems.
0: The study also showed how wind energy infrastructure in the coastal regions of Texas saw limited damage from Hurricane Harvey last year.
1: In contrast, CBS News reported that nearly two weeks after Florence hit North Carolina, thousands who relied on coal-fired plants were still without power. In addition, both solar and wind don't have coal ash pits, which during a storm can spill toxic contaminants into rivers and streams. And finally this week, we head south to the Ross Ice Shelf in Antarctica. Roughly the size of France, the shelf is important to keep mainland ice sheets from flowing into the water.
0: Unfortunately, these shelves themselves are collapsing due to increasing ocean and air temperatures, which is allowing ice to flow unimpeded to the water, raising sea levels.
1: And when ice shelves thin or break apart, they do so without any warning. So, to better understand the Ross Ice Shelf, researchers led by a team at Colorado State University, buried 34 seismic sensors under its snowy surface. Ice shelves are covered in thick blankets of snow, snow dunes, if you will, which act like an insulating fur coat.
0: But when the scientists started analyzing their seismic data, they noticed something odd. Its fur coat was vibrating, creating a constant hum. They also noticed the pitch of the hum changed when storms hit the dunes or when the air temperatures went up or down.
1: Lead author Julian Shaput compared it to the way musicians can change the pitch of a note on a flute by altering how the air moves through its holes.
0: So, much to their surprise, the ice shelf is singing, and the tune it's playing could give big insights to changes in its structure.
1: Unfortunately, the song is too low for humans to hear, but a sped-up recording was released by the American Geophysical Union, which published the paper. Have a listen.
0: Sounds ominous, and with any luck, the humming provides good data and not a swan song for the ice shelf.
1: This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, highlighting the latest cost-effective strategies to manage aging infrastructure at the Water Infrastructure Conference and Expo, October 28th to 31st in Atlanta. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash h2o infocon.